Welcome to the Pink Lady Against Scammers podcast. Hey there. Before I start the interview with Andrew, I just want to give you a warning that at one point in the interview, some of the stuff he describes is explicit. So I just want you to know ahead of time so that you're not shocked. So here's my interview with Andrew. Hey, everybody. I have an awesome guy here who's going to tell you a crazy dating story. His name is Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Good evening. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Please tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into this phenomenal story. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> that's that's a, I don't, where, to, where to start? <laughs> um, I am currently single and I live, um, somewhere around New York city. And, um, I I'm going to leave many details out because of this story. Um, as a matter of fact, I will talk about this later, but I do have a podcast and it's called anonymous Andrew. And the whole concept is I'm anonymous. So, uh, right before COVID hit, uh, I was in a relationship and the woman, lockdown and she said we can't see each other for three months or something whatever the lockdown was because she was in the health field and i said that's not going to fly i'm not I, I i'm not blah 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 and we broke up so i jumped on a dating app and um i started swiping <clears throat> and sure enough i came across this beautiful latina woman and excuse me I, I just did some recording so my voice is out um we connected quickly and uh and i i was a little suspect suspicious at first because i'm telling you she was top she was a 10 out of a scale of 10 and i i not that that's unusual for me but i i didn't think for a minute she would we you know reach out to me but she did and we connected and she's from South America and I have been to South America. So we started talking about that. I do, I do speak a little Spanish. So there was this instant connection and um, I'll fast forward a couple of weeks. We, we started, we met, we went on a couple of dates and it, the, I, I match all, all the key phrases or the, or the cliches match made in heaven. My, my twin flame almost felt instant like so within two months three months there was we couldn't be separated and uh this happened right smack in the middle of the summer and we're beach people i live by the beach so we were at the beach every weekend and she would come over and cook dinners uh, some latin cuisine and and we would practice my spanish and I i'm telling you this was i i thought that i i really hit the lottery and and it went on like this for many months and i was in my glory uh, by the way I'm, I'm 63 years old and when you get up in your years you're not so quite sure what lies ahead and you also have your self-confidence because when you look in the mirror yada 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 but I, I matched with this beautiful woman who was five years younger and looked even younger than that. She looked maybe about at the most 40. Long story, six months, eight months go by, and we're just really having it. Now, what I talk about on my podcast and what I want the audience to hear 
is the red flags. When you match with somebody online and you are infatuated with their, you're attracted to them and they, they, they love bomb you or you love bomb each other and you get into this honeymoon period, you and you know the phrase love is blind. Well, love is blind because you literally don't see the red flags. And now in hindsight, because this happened uh, in 2020 and it was the year of COVID, by the way, COVID had something to do with it too because we, we were able to, whatever, we, we both got tested and we were negative. And, but she would, she would sit on my couch weekend after weekend and tell me these stories about her childhood and how traumatic it was. She came to America. She, she came here with her son. She had like $8 in her pocket. And 25 years later, she was a businesswoman and, and owned a very well established business and was married. And, but her husband had cheated on her a few months earlier. So she left him and divorced him. And that's when she went back out. And she actually said to me, I went on on the dating app to get revenge on my ex-husband because I was mad at him. Red, that's a red flag right there. I shouldn't have been dating a woman who was looking to get revenge on her husband. So I'm hearing all these stories, but I'm just yet nodding my head and go, oh, that sounds terrible. And, you know, I'll never do that to you. And you know, I just falling for this whole thing. And thinking in the back of my mind, I had the Superman complex, like, I, I, I'm going to treat this woman like a princess, I'm going to make sure she never has to go through that again, and yada, yada, yada. So let's go a year later, you know, a, one year into the relationship, and the honeymoon period, as all relationships do, starts to wind down. And, but we still haven't had any kind of fight or argument, it just didn't have that passion that we had in the beginning, but I looked at that as normal. And, um, but here's, here's, here's where it got, took a left turn or the curveball came. There were, plus also, by the way, she didn't move out of the house of her ex-husband. She moved upstairs that they, they have a big house and, and they have an upstairs, two family house and the upstairs apartment, they converted into a bedroom because it, it, they were using it for storage, yada, yada. And, she moved upstairs. So I said, well, why aren't you moving out of the house? And she says, well, my business is run out of the house and I own half the house. And she said to me, I'm not leaving. Uh, I have, you know, $350,000 in equity in the house. And and logistically, that doesn't mean anything. Or you, if you got a good lawyer, you'll get all your money and, and you, you, whatever. But I, I listened to it. This is known as gaslighting. I started to get a lot of the gaslighting, which is like excuses and lies and manipulations to my questions that didn't make any sense. Because a lot of what I was being told started to not make sense. Um, she couldn't she couldn't come out of the house on weekdays, only on weekends. And on weekends, she would come over. And, and like I said, even during the summer, we were at the beach, but in, on the wintertime. And she would come over and take... Uh, she, we'd have breakfast and we would watch some TV, whatever. And then she would say to me, I'm tired. Do you mind if I take a nap? And this is like one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. And I, I'd look at her and say, okay, babe, I'll, I'll come lie down with you. And I, I would go, I'm not tired, but she went, she literally would go in and fall asleep. And I would just lie next to her. Sometimes I put my head, head earbuds on and listen to a podcast or something. And this would go on. And then 
then there were times when we had plans for a Friday night. Maybe we were going to watch a movie on Netflix together. So I would cue the movie up to like seven seconds. We would pick a movie and she would, we weren't together. She was at her house. I'm at my house. And we would watch the movie together simultaneously. Uh, and this was something we did frequently. All of a sudden, Friday nights, she disappeared on me. She like 730. I'm looking at my watch and I'm texting her and I'm saying, I'm ready to start. Where, where are you? And I get no response. And, and, an hour, maybe an hour and a half goes by and, and all of a sudden I get a phone call and it's her and I can hear her running up her stairs and I can hear her keys jingling. And she says, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, a, a friend of mine called me and wanted to have dinner tonight at the last minute. And I thought I could get home in time. And she said, and I said, well, why did you call me? Just tell me, you know, from the restaurant that you were going to be, that you're running late. Tell me that you went to dinner. It's okay. It's just a movie. And I would get all sorts of wacky explanations and, and like they, they were clearly lies, but at the time love is blind. And, and I, and I, I was in love with this woman and, and anything she said made sense to me. I said, okay, babe, don't, don't worry about it. But this started, it kept happening. And, and, and then came trips to Florida. Uh, she came to me, uh, when the travel ban was lifted and, and we could fly again, there was a couple, there was some months there we couldn't fly or whatever. And she said to me, Oh, I had tickets to Florida before we met. And now they're, uh, I only have one ticket cause I was going to go down and visit a friend of the family. And, um, I'm going to go down and visit him. And I said, well, why don't I buy a ticket? I, I'm sure I can get a, 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 on the same flight. And she's, Again, long-winded explanation is why I couldn't come with her. Um, I, and by the way, I, I, I'm, I'm breezing through this story. There's some stuff I, I, I may leave out. In the beginning, she said to me, we couldn't be seen in public together at first because of the divorce. So she said, I want to make sure. So we had to keep the, the relationship on, under, like I couldn't post on Facebook. I couldn't put pictures of us. That's a red flag right there. She's, she wants to hide the relationship. I'm being told this because of the divorce. I find out later it was something completely different. Um, I just lost my train of thought. So, <laughs> all right, so she's going to Florida. So I, 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 what am I, I'm not gonna, I can't argue with her. She wants to go to Florida. I said, all right, go, go have fun. And I'll, she's six days or whatever. She goes down there and, 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 Every night she's calling me and she'll be in, she'll be up. Sometimes we would FaceTime and um, the audience can't see this, but I'm holding up my iPhone and she'd be like whispering into the phone. Hi, baby. How are you? What, you know, uh, I'm, I'm about to go to bed now. And, and I would look at her and go, babe, why are you whispering? Because you're supposed to be down there visiting a friend of the family. <clears throat> and, and supposedly he knows about me. And again, um, no explanation as to why she was whispering. And then I started getting pictures, like selfies of her and this guy. And they were inappropriate pictures. Now, they weren't sexual, but they were intimate, as if they were more than friends of the family. They were <clears throat> in a bed rolling around, and they were both, they held the phone up, and they were sticking their tongues out. And she was sitting on his lap in one picture. And she's t sending these pictures to me. 
and 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 this is the first time I started getting angry and jealous, and and this is inappropriate. So I called her out on it one night on while she was in Florida. I said, "This, I'm pointing to my phone. This this picture is inappropriate." And you know what she said to me? She said she she got she looked at me like she didn't see that coming, and she said, "Well, that's." who I am. And if you don't like it, there are plenty of men waiting to take your place. Like she really got angry at me and she, I tried to establish a boundary and she stepped right over it. She's like pushed right through it. Cause I was like, those pictures are not appropriate and I'm your boyfriend and you're down there rolling around making funny faces and sitting in this guy's lap. And then you send them to me. So, but as usual, because I'm infatuated with her and, and I, I, I'm afraid, and I'm going to be honest, folks, because this is who I am. I was afraid to lose her. So I relented. I said, okay, okay, if that's what you're going to do, whatever. Two more trips to Florida. So I'm fast forwarding six months now. Two more trips to Florida without me. They were in the span of maybe four months. And I'm like, in the back of my mind, What's going down in Florida? The next trip was to, to visit her brother. The third trip was at her father's birthday. They were all going to go down there and celebrate dad's 80th birthday or something. And then when she gets down there, dad didn't make the flight. All of a sudden, she called me and said, dad never made the trip. So why did you? Why did everybody go to Florida and dad didn't come? All The reason I'm telling you all this is that they were all lies. And I finally said to her, now we're now we're 18 months or whatever 20 months into the relationship i said to her you and i are going to florida because i love florida i would like to retire there and i booked a flight to miami and and an airbnb and sure enough we jumped on a plane and and we i had a seven day vacation plan we went to florida um i i we went the first day we drove down to the keys florida keys we had a great time came back had dinner uh, actually, the first night we were there, my son lives in Florida. We had dinner with my son. The next day, we went to the Keys, came back from the Keys. It was a, about a two-hour drive. And we get back to the Airbnb, and uh, we're soaking wet. We went scuba diving, and you know we didn't. We, we had wet clothes on and, and whatever. She gets back to the Airbnb, and she says, I'm really tired, and I'm going to go take a nap. Again, with the naps. And... I said, oh, okay, what about dinner? And she says, I'm not hungry. And she starts getting a little snippy and gives me an attitude. And I, I, I'm, I, I'm like, wow, what? Okay. So she climbs into bed. I, I take the wet clothes, throw them in the wash in the dryer, and I go out to get something to eat. And I say to her one more time, I'm going to get something to eat. You sure you don't want anything? And she was, she didn't even answer me. She was like, all of a sudden, I'm getting the silent treatment. Um, by the way, I'm in AA, I'm in sobriety. So the next morning I get up, I come back that night, climb into bed and she's doesn't say a word to me. I get up at six o'clock in the morning to go to a seven o'clock AA meeting in Delray beach. I think it was. And I go to the meeting eight o'clock. I come back to my Airbnb. It's vacated. She was gone. Luggage, toiletries, everything gone. And I'm looking at this empty Airbnb. Of course, my stuff is there. Um, no note, no nothing. So I, I spend the next hour or two trying to text her, trying to call her. I, you know, of course, 
the my first reaction might have been somebody took her but if they took her they would have taken they wouldn't have taken all of her luggage my intuition told me that she left and she was left on purpose i finally got a hold of her and she told me she's on an amtrak train back to new york and i, I was like can you please explain this to me and she gives me this another bizarre excuse that she was angry at me because I didn't bring her dinner back the night before. And that I also was driving too fast on the I-95 in Florida coming back from the Keys that I was recklessly driving. And now, even if I believe that, that's you don't leave your boyfriend in Florida who just booked a seven-day trip to Miami. It, so let's... Fast forward. So at that time, I, I'm I'm thinking this we're done because I, I I'm done with the lies. I'm done with the with the gaslighting, the secrets, um, and I, I go spend the rest of the vacation with my son. I fly home a couple of days later, and no contact. I, I I'm done with this person. It, I wasn't happy, but I was done. Three days later, uh, I'm on I'm still on vacation. I took ten days off or something, and. I get a knock on the door and um, it's her. I open the door and she's standing there and she comes in and, and I, I, of course I invited her in and I, she sat on the couch and she got down on her knees and begged for forgiveness. I am so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking and tried to use that. I was in a crazy menopausal state of mind. And I, I, and a, another example of gaslighting but another example of i fell for it again so we get back together and she promises me that that the next trip we go to florida she'll pay the airfare that was her penance um a couple of weeks later we're sitting on my couch again watching tv and she goes to open up her pocketbook or something on the uh, whatever she was carrying her wallet and she pulls it out and hundreds of singles fall out like they just I, I she didn't I guess know that they weren't wrapped correctly I don't think she meant for me to see them literally two to three hundred singles fell out and I'm looking at them going what why do you have all these singles and I, I could see this the, in her face like she was like like a deer in headlights because she got caught and she says oh i like carrying around like a lot of cash like that so it makes me feel like i have money now listen to that statement because that's exactly what she said to me that's another form of gaslighting that's just like i don't have a good answer for you those singles so let me jump to what everybody's probably wondering where this is going i found out through a private investigator and through some people that I know in the industry that she was an adult escort. She was a VIP escort. She was also a stripper um, and worked at one of the local gentleman clubs up here. Um, and I don't mean she was just your run of the mill prostitute. She was a VIP escort and you had to belong to this club within the gentleman's club it was called the VIP something. And you had to pay, thousand dollars a year to be part of their club and only then could you 
get a date with this. Basically, she made like $2,000 a night as an escort. And this is and now explains all of the, of the disappearing acts, all of the trips to Florida. She was being flown to Florida for, for her clients. There were she was that's how big she was. She had clients up and down the East Coast and she was a professional escort. A Latina VIP escort. <clears throat> and when I found out about it, I, of course, went after her. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, I called her up one day and I went off on her and 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 she came running down to the house, drove down to the house again, came onto my couch and started to try to gaslight me out of it. What are you talking about? I have no idea. You know me. I would never do something like that. And she started talking about some of our sexual activities in the bedroom, how she doesn't like this, doesn't like that. And, you know, would an escort be like that if I didn't do whatever? Just use your imagination. And again, I I hadn't hired the private eye yet. I had gotten this information from somebody that I had looked into it. And again, I fell for it. And I... I I and she and she even said to me, "Let's go to this club right now, and let's go walk in there. And if anybody notices me or or recognizes me, and you can ask everybody around." And she offered that, and we got in a car and started to drive there. And it was about an hour's drive from where I live, and it was the middle of the day, like one o'clock. And I'm thinking to myself, even if there, we get there, most gentlemen clubs are active in the evenings and late at night. And I, if I walk in there at one o'clock in the afternoon. There's not going to be anybody there. And, and and so this is just a setup on her part. And in the meantime, I don't know if she's got some code or texting somebody that said, look, if I get there, pretend you don't know me. So I, I dropped it. And I went another six months of being with her. But at this point, uh, by the way, the, 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 uh, the activity had ceased i think she she knew that i was onto her so she started almost like year one again she was lovey-dovey the honeymoon came back i started getting gifts i started getting and I, I don't know what her game was because I, I know your show is about romance scams or scammers she was not out for the money because she while i did pay for many things she also reciprocated in many many ways um, financially, she bought things for my house. I'm a bachelor, and I, you know, when she would cook in my house, there were things like she needed. She would literally go to Bed Bath and Beyond and buy like a hundred dollars worth of cooking, like a blender or a ninja or a bullet or whatever. Just every weekend would come down with something because oh, I need this to cook, and I still have all that stuff. The story comes to an end, and by the way, I left out a lot, but I, I, I just want your audience to hear the story. At the end, it was October of 2022. She came over. It was Columbus Day weekend. And she offered to come down and help me clean, do like a, a full cleaning. Like we're going to open up the windows and we're going to scour the place. And we did that once or twice a year. And she came down. She bought all her cleansing stuff. And for two days, we started, we cleaned. And then we took breaks and we ate and, and took naps and whatever. By the way, those naps that she was taking on those Saturdays were, was because that she was out the night before. I just want everybody to connect the dots. So she's out all night prostituting or dancing 
And when she came over on Saturday, that's when she she needed to catch up on her sleep. Last weekend we're together. Um and, and Patsy, I didn't clear this with you. This is a uh is this a explicit show? Can I you could say whatever you want because I can okay. mark it. Okay. Um oh gosh, it's I don't even want to say it, but I but for you guys to get the image. The last weekend we were together. We did the cleaning, and then on Monday, Columbus Day, I initiated intimacy with her, and we went into the bedroom, and she said to me, by the way, this happened to a lot, what I'm about to tell you. She said to me, babe, we can't have intercourse today. And and I said, why? And she said, just, just we can't. You can, you can, I'll take my clothes off, and you can please yourself, but you can't touch me touch me and uh, she she was so fast to take her clothes off and she was laying in my bed and I looked this is why I asked you what I can say I looked down between her legs and I have never seen this in my life her vagina was so swollen it was almost like the size of like uh like an orange it was it was swelled up and it was black and blue and the whole groin area looked like like she had been gang banged and 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 I, i'm i don't want to associate it with a rape victim but it, like i'm sure rape victims might look like that but this was this was on purpose this was she had clearly been with many multiple men either the past 24 or 48 hours and i finally that was it i said no more i said i literally kicked her out of the house i said put your clothes on and get the f out of my house and i was suspicious and i mentioned the private eye and i i did hire a private eye and i that night i called him and i and i said you need to you need i, I don't know why i did this because i knew i already knew but he followed her for two weeks and he got i got all the information that i she laid low for first week the first week he called me and said there's no activity and and i know and i i do think that she had planted something on my phone and was um or in my apartment to to check to see what I knew what I was doing but um long story short as the PI found out that she was also on OnlyFans she was doing the OnlyFans thing where you get on take your clothes off for money so my ex-girlfriend of almost three years was a escort a stripper and an OnlyFans model making lots of money and living two lives and i it it broke me in half it it more because she pulled this over on me but 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 i take accountability here i knew something was up from from the day those singles fell out from the from the first florida trip um i knew but she kept gaslighting me and and giving me these psychological manipulation stories and guilt trips and I'm crazy. She even got me at one point to go on medication. She, she, we have a third party friend, a mutual friend of ours. And he came to me and said, dude, you got to stop calling your girlfriend a hooker because she's, she's getting angry and um, you need to go see a psychologist. And I believed them. And I went to see somebody and they put me on some medication because I thought that maybe I really was crazy. Um, Obviously, that I, no longer is the case. I'm not crazy. She was an escort. 
So um, that's that's the abridged version. Um, there, there, there were so many more details in there that I left out, but. Holy crap is all I yeah. can say. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was going to be a good story. I did. Uh, how, are, are you over it? Or are you still dealing after effects? So since it was so three almost months, a year ago. Yeah, it will be this October will be a year. Um, the first three months were really difficult because this whole apartment is decorated. She was also a tarot card reader, and she taught me how to read tarot cards. So my whole place is decorated like if you walked into a, a psychic place. I have psychic stuff and um, chakra, and I have incense, and 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 I and I do it myself. So I'm in, I I enjoy it, but I I now have to look at all this stuff. So the first three months at, after the breakup was re were, was really rough. And there was a no contact breakup. She tried to send me a couple of emails, very nasty emails to me, but I, I blocked everything. Um, that's when I got this idea because I have been listening to podcasts for a long, long time prior, just different types of podcasts about anything, computers and romance and true crime and all that stuff. And uh, I was sitting home one day and I said, this would be a great podcast story. So I created a podcast called Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. And I told my story. And I, then I started having guests on who could explain to me how this happened. I had coaches and doctors and therapists come on and explain what narcissists, because she was also a narcissist. Not She didn't have NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, but she was on the spectrum. And she was um, a, a professional gaslighter, a psychological manipulator, a very good liar, and obviously a cheater. Um, and I never cheated on her once. I'm a, I'm a very loyal, when I'm committed, I'm loyal. So I started this podcast and, and through the first season, my season one is now done. Um, we finally came down and figured out what had happened to her. And I'll try to do this in two minutes or less. We've, we wrapped it all up. She was uh, discarded by her mother in the country she was grown, grew up in. And her father was out having sex with other women. The mother took it out on the kids. And she was also raped at a young age. And then she was, there, there, a lot of trauma happened to her. And when her husband cheated on her, that was the straw. And we, we believe that this beautiful woman who had a lot of trauma in her life felt as if she was no longer pretty or, or fill in the adjective there, that she needed validation. And she got that through the adult entertainment industry. Look at me. So if you get up on stage and, and dance and people throw money at you, that's validation of how beautiful you are. If you get paid a thousand dollars a night to have sex, then I must be valuable. If um, if you're going to fly me down to Florida, you know, all of this was her way of getting validation that she wasn't old, that she wasn't losing her looks, and and I, I, I'll tell you, she didn't need to do that because I gave her all the validation she needed. But something inside of her was missing. I, I feel like I'm defending her and I shouldn't be defending her. But this is the conclusion that we came to at the end of my season one was that she was needed validation because of all the trauma and 
after 20 years, her husband cheated on her. And, and I don't know how you got, how she went from a housewife to an escort in six months, but somehow, or maybe she was doing it all along. We don't know that part. I don't, I don't have the answer to. So there you go, Patsy. That's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you currently dating anyone? Or are you just strictly working on your podcast and working I, your job? I, 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 well, I have a full-time job. I started the podcast. And then, as you know, I had no idea how much work was involved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you record an episode, you put it up and then you wait a week. No, you know, there's booking involved and there's so, and then the social media and yeah. the editing yeah. and everything else that goes along. So uh, I, 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 but yes, uh, in the first six months, dating was out of the question. I wasn't ready. About three months ago, I started to try to date and I, and I, I, I'm not ready. I'm mm -hmm. just not ready yet. Uh, I did go on a few dates. I do have, there are two women that I'm, I did go on a date last weekend, but I, I'm not ready to, I, I'm definitely not ready to get into a relationship, um, I'm still dealing with a little trauma. I actually did go to some trauma therapy. I did EMDR therapy, which is that rapid eye movement that they do mm -hmm. for trauma victims. I was traumatized when I saw that vagina on, on, on yeah. Columbus Day weekend. It was, it, I was like, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I'm not there yet, but... Yeah, it's going to take time. This isn't something you can just, oh, okay, let's go back out there now. It'll take time. And it, it and everyone is different as to how long it's going to take. And there's a trust factor. I don't know what the next person tells me. Like I went on a date last week and she told me her life story and I don't know what's true. You know, I now I'm going to be that doubter of, and, and she ruined it for me because I, I, I'm not going to believe some of the stuff that I'm hearing because I heard all of it before. And I don't know, whatever. You're, you're right. It's going to take some time. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we just have to focus on ourselves. And then later on, we're able to uh, move on, if you'll say. I'm yeah. in therapy. Um, I have my support group. Um, and I have other outlets that I'm working I'm very active. I play tennis. I bike. Um, I work cool. out. I'm working on it, but I'm not ready to get it. Forget relationships. I'm, I'm, I'm not even ready to date yet. So, <laughs> well, I know after all the, the stuff I've been doing for the past seven years, I would never do online dating. Um, and then again, going out and meeting somebody, I'm not really, you know, I'm 60. I got a full-time job. I do this. I do TikTok. I got my, you know, yeah. I'm content. I'm I content. Am... You know, I'm divorced. I divorced in 2005. And then I dated a guy from church for four years. He cheated. But, you know, um, uh, at that point, I was ready to be done with him. And that kind of gave me my out. And then after that, it's like I just had so many fun things to do. And, you know, I hang out with friends. I have a 20, almost 20 feet four-year-old daughter we do stuff oh. usually on the weekends and so it's like I'm at a point right now I'm you know my life really is almost perfect you know my you know and I would say the same thing except here's the one thing that might be a little different between you and I or maybe it's a gender thing but I I'm a serial I was a serial relationship person meaning when the relationship ended I jumped into another one this this last year that I've been single is the longest time I've been single in my adult life because I always jump from one relationship to the next without taking the time to grieve, to process, see what happened, 
or work on myself. And now that I'm doing that, I'm finding out so much about myself at the age of 63 that I had no idea for the past 40 years. So <laughs> no rush. I'm, We're I'm, never too old to uh, <laughs> learn no. new stuff about ourselves. <laughs> the old, the old, the old ad adage, you can teach an old dog new tricks or whatever it is. I, I'm, I'm, Yes, we're we're always learning. Cool. So, give us a plug about your podcast before Anonymous we Anonymous Andrew podcast. Uh, that's what you if you're going to look for it, just Anonymous Andrew podcast. I am on all platforms: Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google. I have a website: anonymousandrewpodcast.com, Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, and YouTube are all at Anonymous Andrew podcast. Um, probably very similar to your, just yeah. the same as the blog or your, or your name. Yeah. Um, I'm on threads. I'm on, uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm everywhere. So <laughs> we're everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> and I do, I do the, I do two episodes a week. I do one episode with a guest and then one episode is just a solo episode with me. And that seems to be the most popular episode. All the feedback I'm getting from my, from my, oh, I was going to say customers from my audience is they love my rants it's called the weekend rant and i get Good. on the rant i get on the weekend and i tell them i i just open up and they love the honesty and the vulnerability that i share and um anyway check me out i would love to have i'm gonna and, uh, check i'm gonna add you in my i think it's good pods i add all my favorites in there so and I'm you're gonna Patsy, add you. you're coming on my show we're going totally. to have you on my show absolutely totally. you got my email i'm yep. i'm ready <laughs> We'd love to have you on. Cool. Well, Andrew, thank you so much. Your story is, well, unbelievable. And I, like I said, I've been talking about my upcoming guests on my TikTok lives. And I was telling them, I've got this guy coming on and he has this dating story that you are not going to believe. Uh, tune in, you know, <laughs> I got, I'm not going to give them everything. You got to come I, and listen to it. You I know? couldn't believe it when it was over. I stood there with my hands <laughs> in my go, what the? freak just happened how did yes. this happen so but hence the podcast i i had <laughs> i had to dive in and take a look at and research what happened and anyway so patsy thank you so much hey thank you andrew well i hope you enjoyed that interview andrew just sounds like an awesome guy and went through a whole hell of a lot anyway uh this is the end of the show just a few reminders you will see on tiktok a lot of these guys, and on Instagram as well, I should say, these guys who say they're uh, hacker, cyber hackers, and they can get your money back, they can't. They're scammers just like everybody else. And I have a story on my blog which talks about it. I actually had a conversation, or should I say Suzanne had a conversation, and I posted the entire conversation on there because at the end of it of course he wanted money so be sure to check that out www.pinkladyagainstscammers.com also follow me on tiktok pink lady against scammers uh, we have some awesome lives on wednesday 6 p.m central standard time and saturday at 7 p.m central standard time follow me on there and join my lives so again, thanks for tuning in today. And as I always say,